Okay, something's going on with Anchor that I just don't understand. Um, in between the technical difficulties, I can't tell you how many times I've attempted to do this broadcast. And for one reason or another, it, it, it either tells me to slide the finger up for the button to lock into record mode. And then when I do that, it locks and then it doesn't let you move on. Um, so slightly venting, right? But in between the technical difficulties, I did, I did have the opportunity to grab something to eat so that I could take my... Uh, Take a chill pill, prescribe meds. Um, I'm not being sarcastic. I really do need take a chill pill. Uh, well, I call them take a chill pill, subscribe, prescribe meds. Um, non-addictive, just something to help me um, deal with the anxieties of the world and the frustrations of the world, which seem to be quite plentiful at times, right? But um, enough about my, you know, moments in time right now. I, I wanted to send some energy of peace and love and solace to the loved ones, family members of those who were massacred recently in Florida. I think it's Fort Lauderdale. I think it's a, it's, it's a shame that we now have to be like, oh, which place was it this time? You know what I mean? It's, not, it's become like a recurring event, um, which is really sad um and 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 just disturbing in so many ways i mean i think you know with the great advent of technology we become so isolated sometimes um that we miss the marks right um politicians blame it on mental illness but i think that's a cop out not everybody who's mentally ill um you know decides to massacre people and not everybody who massacres people are mentally ill right um some of this behavior comes out of frustration. Some hurt people hurt people, right? We've heard that, that phrase before, and it really stands to, um, true. Not every hurt person hurts somebody else through a massacre, but, you know, there the are different levels of hurt. And, um, you know, a bit of a skeptic in me says, you know, probably the elected uh, politicians will do nothing. They're hoping there'll be a next distraction and life will move on because really, um, they're well-funded by those who want to keep weapons going. Uh, weapons, you know, make money. The sale of weapons makes money. War makes money. So, um, what, you know, why would they take any action? Now, at the same time, um, you know, some of you already know from previous broadcasts, I don't really watch the news because it's very triggering. I get pissed off. I get, a, you know, my whole demeanor changes. And, um, you know, it, it starts, I start to feel out of character. However... I did overhear this teenager um, speaking out from the high school where the um, massacre, the latest massacre occurred. And um, as she used her voice to make it clear to politicians that enough is enough, um, the crowd um, chanted, we call BS. And I felt that that was so eloquent, you know, um, and, and I wanted to say to them, listen, in a couple of years for some of you, you will have the opportunity to vote, right? So if we as adults, some of us complacent, not all of us, some of us have actually gotten more involved in the political arena, whether it be with our eldermen, our senators, our um, congressmen. But if for any reason, by the time you become eligible to vote, you know, we, we are still seeing the same atmosphere. You have the opportunity to kick those people out of office, to pull your money together, become your own pack, right? Because of course, really money talks, right? Um, and then be able to hold those politicians accountable because now you funded them to get into office. Um, so I hope that that gives you some, some, um, I'm not really sure. I want to say some sense of, 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 uh, ownership. 
Um, but I'm not sure if that's the word. So, but, but my hope is that by the time you're eligible to vote, you will use that voice. I know it's more than that, but collectively pull your monies together because again, that also speaks. That's how politicians, you know, fund their, their elections. That's what they listen to. But I also wanted to say, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for raising your voices. Thank you for, for really, um, make it be known. Now your marches may not really swing or sway the politicians. So be mindful of that, but just know that, um, we, we, we hear you, you know, you're, you're heard and that's important. Um, and I think you, you know, that needs to be consistent, a consistent thing we do in our society. Um, so that hopefully we do better as a, as a, as a collective force. So, um, although I'm skeptic as to any changes being made, I, I'm grateful for the fact that you are speaking out. It, it bears saying again, you know, with all of this going on, I also, um, touched on the fact of the skepticism that I have in terms of any changes being made really from, um, from where we at, you know, in terms of it, I think some people are just hoping, uh, especially elected officials that there'll be another distraction, there'll be another scandal, something that will detract from this. And then they'll keep it moving as if this, you know, never happened. It was a blip on the radar. Um, I'm more prepared for that than I am for, for them to actually collectively, whether Republican, Democrat, independent to come together and say, okay, enough is enough. It doesn't have to be a restriction of complete weapons, you know, you, you know, the whole right to bear arms actually it was for militia. And I don't think the British are concerned with us right now. They got Brexit and a whole bunch of other issues. So it's not like they're trying to invade us, but I understand people feeling like it's, it's, it's their individual right to bear arms, but there can be some restrictions, for example, in terms of massive, um, extensions to those weapons that really, even in war, you don't need, you know, um, in the military, we talked about escalation of force that it, once you raise your weapon, be prepared to use it. So it, it's fascinating to me that, um, you know, anyone is afforded the opportunity to have adaptations to weapons that really have nothing to do with hunting. So, you know, some food for thought because, um, it, it, it matters, right? We've seen quite a great deal of it. And the reason why I'm skeptical about anything being done is because, you know, when Sandy Hook happened, these were little babies, you know, um, from babies. Now we've seen Columbine were teenagers to those in churches to, um, now more teenagers to those at, in a club. Um, so there's been so many varieties of massacres that, and there's some more that I, I probably forgot, you know, there's some that the news doesn't even mention because, well, it's just a few people. Um, not to be sarcastic, but that seems to be the current reality we're living in. And the fact that we have this technology at times, we become very isolated, right? And I think that's something we need to be mindful of. We need to pay attention to because we, we are adapting into a world where technology can keep us very closed in, right? We've seen all those sci-fi movies where people have avatars and they never have to leave home because everything is provided, um, either via virtual reality or artificial intelligence. And somehow we seem to be living that very much. So we seem to be in a matrix and we, we are lacking the ability to realize that, um, that human connection is important. Not that you're necessarily going to be able to, or any of us can stop someone from taking action, um, and, and, and making a choice to massacre others. Um, that said, I, um, it's still, is something that I've noticed, right? Um, the reason I advocate for teenagers to put their monies together and even us as adults, because by doing that, we have a greater voice. 
in a financial voice, which is what politicians, you know, speak to. Whether we like it or not, this is what they speak to. Um, so this way, not only do our votes influence this, their their future, but also our our funds. We can hold them accountable, and we can ensure that they represent our concerns. Okay, fam. So I think I'm figuring out this whole anchor thing, and you have to hold the button long enough after you're recording so that it acknowledges um, your broadcast, and then. You can say you're done, and then we can proceed to actually adding it. So, so maybe my bad. Uh, maybe that's something that was very commonly known. Um, it just wasn't something originally when we first started um, that this was an issue. So go figure. Um, all right. So uh, I I just played uh, Sting, Brand New Day, you know, trying to um, ch- change the topics a little bit. And... Um, I don't know if you you hear it because I couldn't hear it. I, I don't know why, but I can't hear any of the the clips of the songs that um that co- are coming to mind, um, especially for these episodes. So hopefully it makes sense to you. Um, if it doesn't, then it, it, the message wasn't meant for you, so to speak. All right. So when I'm talking about Brand New Day, uh, I want to talk about Black Panthers, uh, the movie, and colorism. Right. I haven't seen the movie for the, for any of you that may be wondering. Um. I'm I'm not particular to crowds, so I like to wait until you know the whole uh, you know uh, you know uh, what's the word um, the the whole um, mass you know uh, grouping you know kind of settles down a little bit. As a matter of fact, if I can go during the day when there's maybe like two other people, that would be great. You know, uh, I feel more at home. Well, I'll have to wait for it to be streaming. And then I can watch it um, comfortably at home. That's just a thing for me. However, I've heard enough about it to to really feel like I've heard the movie. Basically, you know, um, it's been assessed and analyzed by so many people in different ways and interpreted. For example, you know, the character of Black Panther. Um, f- forgive me for uh, not remembering his name right away. Treasure to my head and not my heart. Um, has been compared to like uh, President Obama or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who wants uh, you know reconciliation and 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 and, and peaceful um, interaction. Whereas I think it's it's Killmonger, his uh, the the other gentleman um, again whose name I, I don't remember. I, I think there was some beef about him, um, some you know f- some time ago. But I don't I, you know I don't remember. I know the face. If some of you are like that, I think that's why the military came up with name tapes, because if we relied on just our memory to know who we're talking to, we'd probably be, you know, um, sugar, honey, iced tea out of luck. Some of you will know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's okay. Um, so they, comp- you know, the Killamonger character was compared, has been compared to Malcolm X. You know, I see the paradox, the, 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 the concept of it, um, I understand why, because Killmonger, you know, a lot of people feel represented more of the the feeling in the, the, I want to say the melanated community, the brown community, some of the brown community, because, um, you know, it depends. Some of the brown community want to be more associated with Caucasian, and then some say, well, no, I want to be more associated with my melanated brethren. So, you know, that's for another time. That's part of that colorism thing, because... Um, doing color, you know, colorism is very, um, it's still a very poignant thing in, in the melanated community, but I find it fascinating because whether or not you were, um, a mulatto, uh, enslaved person in the house 
and the darker melanated person was in the field, you were both enslaved people. Let's not make a mistake about that. And as a matter of fact, if you were lighter in melanation, it probably meant that you're the enslaved, um, the enslaver raped your member of your family for them to, for you to become so, um, light in, you know, in melanation. It's just what it is. I'm not talking about modern day. I'm talking about, you know, back in the day. However, Somebody mentioned about Killmonger, um, uh, his, his mindset, which is, you know, hey, um, if it's up to me, like doing the trans and, uh, transatlantic, uh, passage, you know, slavery, I'd, I'd be one of the people that jump off the, the boat. Um, if these are spoilers, my bad, cause I'm, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm telling you enough people talk about it that I feel like I do. And I, and I identified with that because, you know, that would have been me too. I don't swim. By the way, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was born in an island and people keep asking me, how, well, how come you don't swim? Well, I'm like, cause I'm on an island. So why would I need to swim? I mean, I was already there, so there was no need for it, uh, at least to my way of thinking. And when I did leave the, the island, I came by plane. You know, some people do come by boats, but I came by plane. And so again, I didn't need to swim. That's also part of the reason I didn't join the Navy, because if anybody relied on me to save their lives, it was going to be, a, a, you know, a, a rough situation for both of us. You know, um, I'll continue on the next segment, which is, this is. Okay. So if you notice, I didn't do an interlude this time, but I did play India Ari. I am not my hair. Um, why? Because I think it's so apropos to our conversation right now, right? Um, to, between the, the whole hoopla about Black Panthers and also colorism in the melanated community, especially the melanated community. But it also happens, as I've come to realize, in the Latino community where you have um, Latinos of African um, ancestry that are also very melanated and the the whole um I think there's a reality TV with uh oh god um Amara Amara I think Amara um Lanega who whom you know is of darker melanation and it, um someone pointed out to her that she she in order to conform she needs to be more like a Beyonce she needs to uh you know lose the Afro yada 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 and some in the melanated community have actually gone to extreme extents to lighten their, um, their skin color to reduce the melanin. I mean, some people, you know, really speak about, um, or think of Michael Jackson or what is it? I think Sammy Sosa, I, forgive me if the names aren't correct. Now I really don't know whether or not that was the case. Um, one, you know, has passed and, you know, really can't, is unable to speak for himself. Um, but that, that is a prevailing thought. Now, the reason you may ask yourself, what's such a big deal about Black Panthers? You know, it's a Marvel cinemas. I forgot what the U stands for. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a comic book character coming to life. Why is that such a big deal? Well, you know, the thing, the thing of the matter is if, if you were to be asked how many of these types of heroes have you seen on screen? Yes, you've seen Thor. You've seen a couple of different characters that are melanated in Iron Man or what is it? Justice League. Um, heck, forgive me if I don't remember all the names, you know, Captain America. Yeah, I don't even, I'm not sure. You know, um, Wonder Woman, well, sort of, you saw a couple of Amazon women that were of dark melanated skin. But what, what, what was striking and what is striking about Black Panther, even with me not seeing it, is the fact that I saw some beautifully chocolate melanated females that were um, walking in their truth, walking in their strength, and some um, awesome melanated um, dark chocolate males who were not intimidated by that, who embraced 
um, that their, their females, um, strengths who, who complemented their female strengths. And so when you ask what is the big deal, that's part of the big deal because that's not seen often in, in the melanated community, a, a positive character that reflects, um, our skin tone, you know, um, that, that reflects the range of our skin tones, right. Of, of our melanation, be it on the lighter side to the very dark melanated, almost we call, um, you know, in, in, in some places we call them, they're, they're literally blue or, or a maroon color, beautiful color. Um, but a lot of times, um, not represented on screens, you know, you, you, you may see an Angela Bassett or, um, uh, what is it? The, the, please forgive me, Debbie Allen and her sister, Felicia Rashad, um, from the Cosby show. You may see a Beyonce who's on the very lighter side of melanation. Um, you know, that's a countless others. Um, the Graven Simone, um, uh, you know, um, or, or Tracy, I think what is, uh, Ellis Ross, but she's Tracy Epstein. Cause that's her, I guess her, uh, you know, her paternal name. Um, but most of them are of the lighter melanated, um, complexion, not, not to take anything away from them. That's not a, that's not an, you know, in any way like, uh, an insult, but to see, you know, a very dark melanated chocolatey, um, figures is, 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 is almost an anomaly. It's, it's, it's rare, right? Ask yourself how many, you know, superhero movies you've seen where, where, where that's the, that's the dynamic that's represented, right? If you can count them, great. I know I'm, I, you know, I can think of two Black Panther and Black Lightning, which if you have a chance, it's, I think on the CW, um, it's about a, a black, uh, uh, um, I like to say melanated superhero who has everyday issues and has a, um, beautiful melanated spouse or ex-spouse and they, um, co-raise their children in a healthy environment. Yes. There's all kinds of issues, teenage issues, but you see a functional, um, effective family with uh, superhero powers, right? Um, again, a rarity oftentimes in our society today. So we'll touch more on that in the next segment. Blaming you for, um, what happened during the enslaved times, but some of you have benefited from that. Let's be real. You know, you benefited from your great, great grandma, great, great, great granddad, you know, utilizing, um, enslaved folks, just like universities did, just like churches, including the Catholic church had enslaved folks. Right. And so you've benefited from the fruits of those, uh, that enslaved labor. So, um, like it or not proud of it or not. And some people are proud of it. So, Hey, you know, that's, that's between you and, and, you, and our creator that said, um, you know, uh, it doesn't absolve you from supporting, right? You can't take back what your ancestors did, but it doesn't absolve you from supporting. So when people talk about enslavement and, and the history of it all, it, you know, the, I think the, the discomfort comes because some folks feel like, well, you know, you're blaming me. Well, no, not unless you still have that mindset. Well then, yeah, you, you fit into that proto, you know, you fit into that type. But even if you have been enriched by, um, your ancestors that were enslavers, um, you have an opportunity to unite with, with the melanated community. Um, if anything to help atone and if anything to show that, um, you're breaking, you're breaking those tides, you're breaking that, that, that womb once and for all. Right. But within the melanated community, um, I think it's really important for us to really 
understand and unite that we we come as one voice. Everyone is a leader. We don't, you know, we don't, I think we, we oftentimes look for one person to be a leader. And unfortunately, when we do that, most of them gets assassinated, like Dr. Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X. Um, there was another gentleman, God, I forgot his name, but he was actually assassinated while in bed with his pregnant um um, significant other, his wife or girlfriend, I can't remember. Uh, forgive me again, charge it to my head and not my heart. So the thing is, I see a lot of times that we, we are pit against each other and we pit against each other. Um, whereas united in one voice, you know, from lighter melanation to dark, beautiful chocolate melanation to every melanation in between. Once we speak at one voice, we may not agree on all topics, right? We're not always going to agree on, you know, every situation, but if we have a common goal, which is to better our society, to bring more equity um, throughout the diaspora, um, then I th then I think we'll we'll have a better opportunity to um, address reparations. Reparations may not mean you know dollars; they may mean access to certain um, resources. You know, as a result of it, just like uh, resources Native Americans um, have really you know had deserved. Um, so that's, that, those are the things, right? Choose the focus, uh, uh, become allies and work together. Okay. So, um, I'll, I think I'll wrap up with this broadcast. I think, um, probably this is like a good hour, 45 minutes, I think for each five uh, minute segment. But I wasn't counting, so hey, you know, um, you can pause it and listen to it um, at your pace. Okay, so there's a saying in the military, right? In order to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower, right? Because at every echelon um, of leadership, you're also following, you know, another level of echelon of leadership. So you're, you're, you're in both roles, right? Um, and as a professor, a Haitian professor, Baina, if I'm not, I'm probably... Um, messing up her name. However, you probably could Google her. And one of the um, poignant um, comments she made was about the Haitian Revolution, which um, if you get a chance, watch the documentary by Tariq Nasheed called 1804. It really gives you an education as to the Haitian Revolution, why it's, it was so important, because it was the only nation of enslaved persons to gain their independence. Although, um, sadly, uh, they paid the French money for uh, you know, the loss of the, the French enslaving them, which to this day they have not compensated for. And then there was the whole history of the United States, you know, um, occupying in the early 1900s, taking the gold, which was the money back. The money was then backed by the gold. The gold is still at Fort Knox, if you guys don't know that. And, and so the poverty and the, 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 the cycle of poverty continues. Um, I think really in a lot of state in nations where um, that, the, there's a cycle of poverty, a lot of these nonprofit uh, organizations need to leave because I think it's, a, it's time for these nations to really um, stand, decide how they want to stand, how they want to um, proceed, right? Okay, so let's go into Black Panther. Um, in that, in that, in, in that sense, right. Um, a lot of us, you know, identify with those characters, right. We, we see ourselves in them. Um, what I loved, even though I've not seen a movie again, but I've heard so much about it and seen so many previews that I feel like I have is that, um, the, the, the females in the movie, um, walked in their strength, um, and their strength did not 
in any way demean the strength of their male counterparts. And their male counterparts walked in their strength and in no way demeaned the strength of their female counterparts, right? Um, everybody had, had their roles. And um, what Dr. Baena said was, you know, during the Haitian Revolution, um, Toussaint Louverture was more the, um, he knew his role was to open the way for the revolution to happen, whereas Jean-Jacques Dessalines um, was the executioner of the revolution, right? Um, he knew his role. And a lot of us, I think we get lost in society because we're not sure what our roles are. Some of us, you know, perform the roles that are expected of us, that have been dictated to us. And so we lose our un uh, ability to understand our roles and our roles may change in different decades, right? It, at some point, uh, you know, you become a parent. So that becomes a guiding force. Sometimes our children are really the guiding force versus us. Our children come to teach us as much as we, we are empowered and, and blessed to guide them. Right. So a lot of it, I think is, um, understanding each other's roles. And a lot of times, um, because we don't understand each other's roles, we feel threatened by each other. And one of the pointing things I really wanted to point out, and I'll close with this and maybe touch on it again, is that especially melanated females, and they say this about all females, that we can't work together, that, you know, everybody gets a little, you know, um, pardon the word, bitchy. But you know what it is, is that that's a misnomer, and, and that's really a myth as well. But I have noticed that a lot of our melanated sisters seem to, you know, be in a state of strife. Right, a state of demeaning each other, um, hurt people again, hurt people. And I think we need to look at that. We need to look at that because we may disagree on some topics, but there's no need for us to, and we may need to check each other from time to time. And I can think of at least one female in particular that we, we, we really need to check, although she's part of the melanated community. Some of you can think right away the minute I say it. Um, and, and, and there've been others, um, but in checking each other, um, we, we need not demean each other, right? We can still agree to disagree and we can support each other within the melanated community because as we do that, there's, there's strength and there's power in that. Um, and I think we need to focus on that because that's, that's the union. That's where our strength comes through and that's where our ability to really um, empower each other and empower the future. Just some thoughts. Good night.